0: The following is a production of Art Trap Productions and is made possible in part by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This episode brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash Sci-Fi. Over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This episode also brought to you by Doctor Who Podshock, the premier international and oldest Doctor Who podcast. Check it out at Pachak.net. The Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi with Dave Cooper and myself, Louis Trapani.
1: heading northwest 15 degrees 38 minutes 39 seconds north what have you got uh it's heading southeast 23 degrees six minutes four seconds south you keep that blood safe they've destroyed blood banks in both cities that's gonna
2: be important ah, what was that? Damn it! Is that world war ii what's wrong
3: because like all the blood inside me is trying to get out
2: midnight tonight we're blowing this whole thing sky high won't that stop the miracle? On the
1: contrary, it'll become never-ending.
2: Listen to me. I've got no choice now. I need to bring
3: in CIA for backup. Don't give away our location. Keep torture a secret.
2: Ladies and gentlemen,
0: as of this moment, clandestine is running this room.
1: Buenos Aires, this is Shanghai. We're setting detonation at 12 midnight. Confirm 1 p.m.
2: your location over. One hour post-meridian confirmed.
1: The average life expectancy of those living within a two-mile radius of this point was exactly equal to the average life expectancy of the world.
0: Miss Drummond,
3: remind me to arrest you when this is all over.
1: Yes, sir. Now I need to check on all properties, residences, and businesses falling in the path of this line. Hey, so what's the trace? But the trace runs backwards, so it detects an activity and then
2: follows it back to the source. If there's a mole working in this department, it means we can find him. Excellent. And your friends. Sometimes they like you, sometimes they love you, and sometimes they fear you. I come from the future. Then you must know. Do we make it through this day? The future can change. It's being written
4: right now. Andy's checked the list, and your dad, he's still there. We
1: haven't sent him off yet. You okay? What's wrong? That's nothing. That, it's just an old war. In the sacred memory of my beloved familia.
0: and my
2: brother Lucas, I commit to
0: That's what we would like to do: start with a big bang. <laughs> Welcome to The Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi, and this is Lewis Trapani. and joining me once again is Mr. Dave A.C. Cooper from Cross the Pond. Hello,
4: Dave. Good to be here, Lewis. Good to be here. Uh, I've uh, flown back from Buenos Aires now. (laughs) And I I guess I'm back from Shanghai,
0: China. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's by no surprise that we're here to review the latest, the last, episode 10 of Torchwood Miracle Day. It's The Bloodline, an appropriate title. And at first, I wasn't sure if it was called The Bloodlines or Bloodline. And after you see the episode, it could very well have been called The Bloodlines, plural. But uh, it's The Bloodline. And as I said, it's the. this is what it all comes down to. Well, I guess before we go any further... As traditionally I do here Is um, sound off the spoiler alert Because um, if you haven't seen this There's going to be definitely spoilers in this episode So you'll be warned
1: Spoilers Spoilers Again Spoilers Spoilers Spoilers
0: Spoilers Spoilers Alright, so you got your spoilers You got your blood You got Captain Jack You got Rex You got, well, you got Tortured Miracle Day all comes down to episode 10 now. Before we get into episode 10, I know throughout this series of reviews that we've been doing of Torchwood Miracle Day, Dave and I, and sometimes Graham, and, and many of the callers have been debating whether or not it should have been shorter. And I think in hindsight now, I think maybe, and I think Dave had said this in our last episode as well, that um, maybe six episodes probably would have been the the sweet spot for, for this story. Because it just in the middle there it seemed to drag on a bit, and then once we got to episode seven, it seemed to be then it seemed to move forward pretty pretty well after that,
4: yeah, I think there was certainly two four episodes, each which have, could have been combined into a single one, certainly episodes five and six could have been combined into a single episode, uh, and probably uh, the first four episodes could have been cut down to two so um Yes, certainly six or seven would have uh, would have worked well. But um, well, I've got quite a lot to say about it. But let's hear from you first. Well, this is um,
0: it's, I, I hate to say this, but we seem to be losing like all all the favorite characters of uh, of Torchwood. You know, mm-hmm. outside of Jack and Gwen, we, we seem to lose. Uh, so in this episode, we we lose the the John Delancey character and. Um, obviously, I already sounded off the spoiler alert, so we know Esther's fate in the end as well. Obviously, you wouldn't be tortured without some <laughs> some of the principles. Collateral away. damage. Yeah. Collateral
4: damage. It's. However, I've got some, I've got something to. I won't say it now, but mm-hmm. uh, with regard to Esther, uh, I've got one or two. Well, actually, one that I saw online and uh, and really it struck a chord with me. But uh, I'll mention that.
0: Okay.
4: whatever you
0: want or later. All right. Well, here in this story, obviously, we see uh, more of the blessing. This is uh, – we're, we're not going to – because I know uh, Dave rightly in the last episode, we, we, we in the last episode of Hitchhiker's Guide, when we were reviewing uh, the last episode, we, we tended to go into story mode, kind of reviewing what the story is. So we're going to try to stay away from that. But But obviously, we see more of the blessing, and we see a – explanation of what it's about, but I'm not sure if it's really satisfactory for me. I'm not sure if I really um, find, you know, that this blessing has been here, I guess, all along. This, you know, and they had somehow discovered it and they somehow used Captain Jack's blood um, by depositing it in both poles, you know, both ends of it, you know, um, of the planet there. And it somehow um, thought it was being attacked and used it as a gift, you know. I, I don't know if I buy it all, but it obviously we have no choice. That's the explanation that they kind of give it, but we don't know if it's uh, it, obviously it must be some sort of living thing. But I
4: don't know. Um, well, uh, my thought was that uh, when when Torchwood was based in Wales, they had a Welsh rift. When Torchwood is based in in the world, we have a rift that basically runs from. Right across the world. I mean, I'm not saying it's an exact parallel to the Rift, the Torchwood Rift, but but it's something of um, a similar thing. I mean, one of the things that Gwen says, and this is supposed to be the switcheroo, the big surprise is that the alien whatever behind it is not alien, it's terrestrial, Uh, although maybe from the beginning of time in Earth. A little bit... um, like where oh there was a science what well, I thought it was going to be a science fiction series here in the UK about a year ago called The Deep mm-hmm. and I invested in quite a lot watching that uh, thinking that it, you know they were it, it, this was where they were going onto the Arctic ice uh, because there was something deep down there in a trench and we all thought it was going to be an alien spaceship oh. But I'm, I'm stopping myself now. I realize. <laughs> but I'm, I remember well, you yeah. speaking of it. You you had mentioned
0: the, you had mentioned the deep before in an early episode of Hitchhiker's Guide uh, to British Sci-Fi. So any long-time listeners will remember that you had we had spoke about it, and we had debated on whether or not it would be sort of like um, that James Cameron movie, the um, the abyss. Yeah, you know, whether or not there'll be aliens under the water or whatever. It, it seemed like it might have been going in that direction.
4: Yeah, so I think that, I think that was just. I mean, there were quite a few little switches in here. I've got a lot to say about this because they were. It, it was a good episode, but um, I do feel as though uh, it was stretched out, and and we had what the last twenty minutes was packed with so much stuff that had been held back from us that um, you almost feel as though they could have just um, you know they could have dealt out the goodies a little bit more mm-hmm. equally among some of the episodes. As I said in the, in the last
0: episode, was in our, in our last episode that it felt like the first six episodes weren't, we weren't really getting anywhere, and then it, it was only like the last four that seemed like we were actually getting somewhere. It was frustrating because it just seemed like, and even at the end of each episode, it just seems like everything kind of you know was we were running around in circles Reset. because yeah, because yeah. everything was you know <laughs> back in die straights again. So yep. we did have a um, – we don't have to worry about it anymore as far as Miracle Day goes, but we, we did have um, a slight spoiler, which didn't go out, at least didn't go out on the main feeds that, that um, concerning Rex. But you know what? I had this um, suspicion that's where – I mean, not exactly what was going to happen, but you know, it just seemed from the beginning, from the beginning of the series, that Rex was taken over from Jax – role in the series. Captain Jack was more or less taking a back seat, at least until episode seven, where he seemed to be just there for the ride. And then it seemed like that's when Captain Jack became more of the focus again of the series from episode seven onwards. So the ending didn't really surprise me. And I, I, I know we're kind of jumping around a bit, but at the very end, when when rex does come and and i kind of knew with you know since he was carrying the blood that he was going to come back to life um, i knew that both jack and rex were not going to um be done in at the end and um and then later when rex is shot i'm kind of surprised that he's surprised that he healed himself because he i thought he would have real put put it together earlier on at the standoff at the end that you know, because he came back at the end of that. After you know all the, he healed himself, and um, after those explosions, and you know, releasing the blood in there, I, I imagine his wound that was there. You know, his chest wound that wasn't healing through the whole series. I'm assuming it it healed after um, after after that standoff and before he was shot.
4: Yeah, but um. It, uh... I mean, I, I, I. Well, first of all, they did some quite nice switches because what the what, what they did in this series was, of course, well, in this episode was the fact that um, uh, you know when the when the, um, the the blood is loaded onto this army truck at the uh, Rex because he's sort of doubling up as near as, as he gets nearer to. The anomaly, He's having more trouble with his, pay, with his chest and with it. And I didn't actually twig that. I didn't think, well, I don't know why. Is, he just, is his womb just opened up again with all the exertions? And then um, Esther gets out of the van to see if he's all right. And then another one of these fanatics, like we had uh, blow up the jeep outside the, the house before, uh, we had another fanatic open the case, find the blood, and had his instructions from the family to destroy it. And then very quickly, um, Rex has the presence of mind to think, look, we're dead, don't phone anybody, don't, don't tell them we're dead, we've got a chance to get a jump on them here. Mm-hmm. That's what then the other the other thing was the fact that um, then Jack says to Rex, well, no, before that, Jackson said, you know, don't give us away. We also had the bit where Oswald Danes, uh, when he'd seen the blood and we talked about the blessing and, the, and this uh, thing going through the earth, that there, one, there wasn't one blessing. There were two blessings. But as far as Langley and CIA knew, there was still only one blessing. And anyway, they probably thought there was no way they were going to get to Shanghai, given all the restrictions that had come down on border controls and so on. So they weren't surprised that they were presumably heading for the Buenos Aires one, which meant that we have this two-pronged attack. And also it explained that they hadn't really said... Why they were having this blood? I mean, I must admit, it, it was surprising to me uh, the time before when we saw the amount of blood that Esther was going. Because if you remember, what you said last week you were surprised that you know t- it said two months later. Yeah. Now I don't know about you, but giving ten pints of blood in two months is <laughs> pretty. I mean, I, when you think of those, the blood transfusions that have taken off him. you you would have think that six months later would have been almost a better um, Mm -hmm. thing. But the point is we wondered why they needed so much. And of course they played a double blind on us didn't they because where Rex uh, and that was withholding the fact that they uh, hadn't died they were withholding from us in the storyline. Yeah.
0: The transfusion. They'd done a
4: switch on the blood.
0: Yeah.
4: And that uh, Rex was now infused with Captain Jack's blood of course one of the reasons why I think many people didn't suspect that unless they're quite a bit cleverer than me which is entirely possible was the fact that most people would know that you know you have to be a matching blood type and so on to, uh,
0: yeah, normally that. I mean, they kind yeah. of explained it away that since because of Miracle Day, he said normally this would kill me, but not even to mention that the the hygienics. You know, that the, they weren't even really like in a sterile environment. They're doing a transfusion from little blood bags and all that. It, yeah. it, it's a, yeah. a bit far fetched, but we'll have to excuse them and, and just buy into this whole thing. You know, well, it's post Miracle Day, so you know, so they got by with that.
4: Right, right. So, so that so they had that switch, Uh, and so when we and I I like the standoff was pretty good. Well, the Uh, standoff? Yeah,
0: I I thought the standoff was done very well. I don't think we've ever had a standoff that took place on two opposite ends of a planet before. You know, Um, any planet, not just Earth. It just I think they did that very well. You know, obviously they were speaking to each other via you know speakerphone, whatever you know, to, to the other side of the planet, and I just thought they. That worked very well, and it's it was new and it was different, and wasn't something that we hadn't seen before, at least not that I can recall.
4: Right, and the the chap at the other side, uh, it was that the Noah character. I'm not too sure, but he was uh, he he was the one that eventually shot Esther. Right, uh, nasty piece of work he was. But he he um, was the Morgan Freeman voice. If you listen to him, that's the voice
0: that uh, we heard back, you know, I don't know, episode four or whatever it was when um, that that uh, tea party lady got crushed and w- ah, that's the Morgan excellent. human character, yeah.
4: Oh, excellent. Good. Well, that was it. So, um, but when, when we got the standoff. Then we also, we've been thinking, well, I've been thinking certainly that, um, you know, the, um, the, the Gwen, ca- uh, Gwen character, Gwen Cooper, mm-hmm. has certainly been seen to get a much harder edge to her uh recently i mean the way she ran that chemist shop to get the things and and she's basically um running uh you know sarah connor sort of uh lifestyle uh, well I, I think
0: they set that up in the very beginning with her saying you know recalling recounting memories of her and her father and how her father's the nicest person on the planet and now this is the day that i kill him you know because either way you know he's he's going to die. You he was going to be burned, or he was going to, or if they're going to reverse Miracle Day, he was going to die. Of um, right. So, either way, he was going to die, and, and she felt that you know this this she's going to have to do it. You know, and, and by reversing Miracle Day, she she was going to be killing him.
4: I'm not a big fan of that, by the way. If you remember the um, the, the dot two episode where we have Rassilon. Uh, And we had the two-parter and then Rassilon's voice come on. hope this isn't a spoiler, by the way. uh, And he says, you know, this is the day that humanity died and things like that. I don't really like that narration because, you know, it's like joining the dots up for us, which I suppose a well-written story shouldn't necessarily need. Anyway, the point is that um, she's the one that's the hard-nosed one. All right, they shot Esther. Um, that's collateral damage. It doesn't stop us. She's already been shot. I mean, threatening to shoot somebody, you might back down to stop them being shot. But once they've been shot, it's not going to stop her. You know, she's st- she's already disabled. So, in a, in a way, to press ahead was the right thing to do because she'd already paid the price by taking the bullet. But um, so when 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 the we had um First of all, I was surprised when Rex cut himself and his blood uh, flew towards the anomaly, uh, and then we had the explanation. So, but it didn't surprise me that um, you know obviously it was mortal blood going into it. The whole idea was that this would recalibrate or rejig this uh, this morphic field, and then we would have the switch back so that all the immortals in the world, i.e., the whole population, would now become mortal. And um Jack will become immortal again, but I thought that because they said that the blood wasn 't actually captain jack's secret that um Rex would probably recover. I expected Rex actually on the deck for his chest to heal up then well that's what, what know, i that's, and, and that,
0: that's what I assumed had but, happened we don 't see fun. it, but we we have to assume that's what happened, and that's why
4: no, it doesn't doesn't because if you remember, in the church, outside the church, when he's shot by that Charlotte woman, the, the mole, mm-hmm. and he opens his shirt, you see the gunshot heal, and you see his heart wound heal.
0: Oh, I thought it was you just. See- I thought it was the same. I thought no. it was one and the same.
4: No, no, there are two things that heal. Then all right. Um, so, but the point is that I, I could certainly buy into the fact that he was recovered in that moment of. You know the recreation and the resetting of the the calibration, and uh, and also of course, um, Gwen says uh, it's a pity that Esther wasn't revived mm-hmm. at that moment as yeah. well. So why couldn't the, why couldn't the morphic field reach out to him, uh, to her, yeah. and cure her at the same time? Now. I'm going to, I'll put my little pennies worth in here because um, and it's not my idea. I only know the initials CS. On the BBC uh, blog site, there was um, a long article written by Jane Esperson when she mm-hmm. was talking about writing for Doctor Who and, and about 90-odd people have made comments. And after the last one, this person who, who posted under the initials CS uh, put, um, I don't think that Esther is dead. Because of the John Delancey character... Alan Shapiro says, Esther, you know, once this is over, you're under arrest.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I think that Rex and Gwen and Jack have actually put her undercover and they've gone through the mock funeral. Yeah, but then why would Gwen uh, so that, say,
0: why would Gwen make that comment to... to, to because,
4: um, okay. right, exactly, the point is, we've already had one thing where they cheated the audience. They didn't let us in on the blood swap secret. Mm-hmm. And I think if there's going to be another series of Torchwood, and certainly this is what this chap was thinking, that she would reappear. Um, well, it's not outside
0: uh, of the realm safehouse. of possibility, because I thought Esther was going to live, because if we, if yeah. you remember, she, was brought, she didn't die immediately. They brought her out, and medics were working on her, and she was still alive at that time. She right. seemed to be still, you know, obviously not alive and kicking, but she was alive you know, when the medics were working on her,
4: on her. Right. Well, I'll say something else, but I'll try to be spoiler-free. Not about this series, uh, but if anybody watches Smallville, and I won't name the character, but they've had a character on that that you thought had been killed, and it turned out they were being hidden in a safe house. Lex Luthor's father, Lionel Luthor, had uh, had done something, uh, or it was to protect her, this character from him. So... Um, because, and I'm not sure whether Jane Esperson worked on Smallville, but I, I've got a feeling, and this other person, that, that actually Esther is alive. And I hope indeed, for one, she is. I mean, I, pref- I would prefer Esther to be alive than Rex be uh, immortal. Um, I don't really like the idea. Uh, the only thing I can think of is they, were, perhaps they were just hedging the bets in case Captain Jack wanted to leave Torchwood, and they've got um, their own American hero.
0: It it doesn't really make much sense. I know John Barrowman has has been quoted many times saying that he wants to continue playing the Captain Jack character. So I don't think John Barrowman wants to leave, but unless they... I I don't understand why they would do it. Um, You know, uh, what... You know, I mean, we already we already know the the problems that you have when you have a character that can't die you know even superman has kryptonite you need to have something that that will uh, present danger to the character you know even though captain jack says that every time he does die he feels it and he comes back and it's painful and all that so but is that enough for us to fear you know the character's death or i don't know
4: well, the, the obvious thing is the same reason why Superman always protected his hero and Spider-Man uh, were, and all these others wear things, because they were afraid that their loved ones will be used as yeah. hostages yeah. against them because they can't themselves be. Well, that's what they did here
0: no. with Esther. That's why that guy shot Esther to prevent Rex from going any further. You know, So they're yeah. using their loved ones, the people they care about. If they can't you know, threaten themselves, they're threatening other people.
4: Unless, of course, we're going to have a, CI, uh, was it, a CIS thing, CIS Torchwood Wales, CIS Torchwood, um, <laughs> you know. So we're going to have two Torchwoods, because there were five, of course, at once. Again, I've talked to my brother-in-law, Gary, and he's a sort of casual sci-fi fan. He's more, well, more than casual, because he, he will at least talk to me about it. He wouldn't come out of a dream of coming on a show like, uh, well, any show online because that he, he would feel too geeky doing that. But he's quite happy to talk to me for an hour on the phone about it. He felt, um, probably where you and I are, that um, um, it, it dragged on a bit. He, he thought about dropping it, but it just so happened there wasn't much else on that same night, so he stuck with it. And he felt as though the the ending was a good ending, perhaps didn't justify the 10 episodes he'd waited to get there, but he didn't feel let down, he didn't feel cheated, although he, he was disappointed, um, you know, that they had to sort of um, do this sort of um, false ending at the end. And I think somebody's already put this in text. Um, I didn't really like um, the, the, the little scene with Jilly um, Kissinger, with the blue-eyed man, where he dismisses the, this biggest thing that's ever happened to the world as, well, that was just one of our
0: plans. You know, there's always plan
4: B. Yeah, he, I he, mean, he made it out
0: that this was just a, a sort of like a dress... He used a, a different term, but I can't remember what he said, but he yeah. said something along like, this was just a dress rehearsal to what's coming up next. So it, it, what it implies is that they they said, okay, well, you know, what's next and plan B, and Kissinger joins them. So I'm kind of surprised that Lauren Ambrose was, still, was credited as, you know, Guest starring or whatever credit she because it seems like her character had more of a um starring role than um than we are led to believe by you know how she's credited.
4: Oh, indeed, and she pulled the part off magnificently. But the thing is that if 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 Torchwood does come back, I certainly want, wouldn't want it to come back with two immortal people running it, I mean, uh, it becomes almost a Superman... Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's
0: what what I fear as well, that it's going to be, you know, the two immortals, uh, you know, you got your your two Captain Jacks, you know, one's Rex and one's Captain Jack, and then is it going to be then... Is each threat going to be the families? Is the next thing going to be... You know, if it comes back, is it going to be plan B now? I mean, at least in the beginning here, we didn't know what it was all about, and um, I, I... you know, there could be some people that have been let down by that. It's okay. Well, it's it's not an extraterrestrial threat. It's, it comes down to the mob, really. And I don't know. You know, it's it...
4: I can understand them hedging the bets in sort of not you know leaving it open for another series. I mean, obviously they're very keen to do that. But to me, they've almost diluted the ending slightly too much because they've they've um, with having two like that. I mean we're not going to get two Torchwood series, one hopes, and secondly, um, if it does come back, I would far rather it I mean, although much people decry the monster of the wheat type stories I think the next series of Torchwood should there be one, should at least go back to that form- format to, to build on its initial response in the States and, and, and sort of build on an audience, and here we have, um, well I mean I mean well no, Movie
0: I agree. If if, bad, yeah. if they're going to come back, it should if it's going to do if, if it's going to be anything longer than 6 episodes, then it should be episodic. You can still have a long story arc building in the background, but uh still you can still do individual stories, you know, just like you do with Doctor Who where it's all building to something, but you got your individual stories that are and you got something working on in the background. Maybe something right. like that. And speaking of the Rift, you, you had mentioned earlier about the Rift in Cardiff. Does that Rift still exist after uh, the events of Children of Earth? Because it seemed like that Rift was bringing aliens and whatnot, you know, alien technology and aliens to Cardiff, and that was the excuse why all this activity was happening in Cardiff. Now that they're no longer there, has that Rift ceased to be? Yeah,
4: difficult, especially since the, the whole world has been rebooted since then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I was just going to say one more thing. Is that um, The other thing is, you see, if there is going to be another series, I, quite, I like the um, the Vera character, the Doctor. Yeah. Um, I, I would much rather, as I say, trade... I mean, I like Rex. I don't think they should have got rid of Rex. And I think he deserved to be sort of uh, mended and made whole at, at, at the at the scene, you know, of their triumph. But not necessarily... I mean, even if even if Rex... You know, is is going to be an immortal character? Why did they reveal it? I mean, they didn't. by, by doing this, they've almost set too much of a rigid thing of how any future episodes, any series would have to be. If they had just done it where you know, you know, Captain Jack wakes up, um, you know, after after dying at one end of the earth, and Rex wakes up and his chest heals then 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 you don't know whether they're both been cured by the morphic field uh but Rex is now just made whole but not necessarily made immortal, and then that could have been you know a mystery or an ongoing thing mm-hmm. to to pursue in the next series where he might get shot in episode six or something
0: see for me it I thought he it became obvious that that he turned into you know that that he he was healed after that standoff because I I thought he and I thought he thought himself that he was putting he was um, in a sense committing suicide to save the to save everyone else to, to reset everyone back so that um, death is back and all that you know to to end miracle day by um, cutting himself and releasing his blood into the the blessing Jack's blood
4: Jack's blood yeah well but. It's his only blood that he has right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the other point is though the difference, and I think you mentioned it, the difference in reaction of Rex when he when he came round at the uh, you know at the head of the the rift, and the way he came round after being shot at the church, his reaction was totally different. He didn't seem that surprised about the first one. Yeah, he... but he was absolutely shocked that he came round after the shooting. Mm-hmm. So even he. And as I say, if you do if you do watch it carefully, you see two wounds heal on his uh, on his chest.
0: Yeah, I, I saw you know the the one that you're speaking of, but I just thought it was related to the gunshot. But I I don't know. I it could very well be his old wound. I don't know.
4: Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's the case. Um, are we ready to play another little clip? And, uh, well, why don't do we do this? Little-
0: Since um, we don't have anyone in the queue right now, I, I, first let me remind people that you can put yourself in the queue. Uh, if you're on shoe, please do that. If not, you can call in 724-444-7444, and the call ID for the show is 110825. So 110825 is the call ID. So please call in. And if you're calling, if you're listening and you're not on TalkShoe, uh star eight will put yourself in the queue if you're you know, on your touchtone phone. And we want to hear from you. And what we'll do is um, we'll take a, a short break and then we'll come back and see if um, we have people in the queue. We'll take you. Otherwise, then uh, we'll play another clip and um, we'll, we'll talk some more about it. So but. In between, let me remind everyone about Audible. Audible is the premier provider of digital audiobooks. Audible has over 85,000 titles to choose from in every genre, including science fiction and fantasy, uh, but not limited to that. Everything from thrillers, business, romance, comedy. Audible has it covered, and their titles play on iPhones, Kindles, iPods, Androids. Well, over 500 devices for listening anytime and anywhere. And for you, listeners of Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial, so you have a chance to check out their service. And you can download your free audiobook simply by going to audibletrial.com slash British Sci-Fi. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash British Sci-Fi, and there's no hyphen in the Sci-Fi and you can get your free audiobook and even if it's you choose something and you decide well maybe it's not for you you still can keep your free selection as a gift and what we like to do is um give a recommendation or possibility what you could choose and what obviously what we've been doing since we've been reviewing Torchwood Miracle Day is uh choosing Torchwood titles and one such is um Torchwood The Deadline which is um <laughs> we're viewing the bloodline this is the deadline and it's written by someone that's f- maybe familiar to doctor who fans phil ford who has written some doctor who as well and i believe he's written previously to t- on televised tortured episodes this is a bbc radio drama that was originally put out on, maybe at the time on BBC... it was on it was 2009 at the same time just before children in Earth, i believe and it includes ja- uh, john Barrowman, eve miles grenith david lloyd um all playing their parts in there and well instead of me explaining what it's about let's play a clip from that this is again torchwood the deadline
1: hello stella courtney this is better be good
2: professor courtney my name is yanto jones we have a mutual um friend Jack Harkness Jack Harkness
1: My god I haven't heard that name in years I'm sorry to ring you like this I know it's late It's two in the morning You call me about Jack after thirty years Is something wrong?
3: He's dying Torchwood Outside the government, beyond the police Fighting for the future on behalf of the human race 21st century is when everything changes And Torchwood is ready
1: Nurse, excuse me, I'm looking for a patient, Jack Harkness I'll just check for you Harkness. ITU, Bay 2. Thank you. Uh, Excuse me, Professor Courtney. Yes, who are you? I'm Gwen Cooper. Thanks for coming. Don't thank me. Just tell me what's going on. Uh, He's this way. So I presume you're Torchwood? Yes. I don't understand. Jack can't die. This is worse than death. God. You must be Stella. Sorry I called you so late. It's okay, Yanto. I'm glad you did. Jack. He hasn't aged a day. Of course he hasn't. His eyes have been open since he collapsed, but we don't think he can hear us. pupils are dilated, completely blown. No reaction to light stimulation. No perceptivity on full body check, but some basic reflexive movement, so... Is that good? This isn't a coma. It's more like a trance. How long's he been like this?
2: 30 hours. Can you help him?
1: Let's find out. Look. There, on the monitor. What are we looking at? Brain activity. Small, just like a tiny blinking light in the dark, but it's there. Does that mean there's a chance? It's a start. What happened? He doesn't look like he's been in any sort of accident. Stella, it's not just Jack. What do you mean? There are 20 other people in this hospital. Exactly the same. I think you better tell me what's going on. What we do know is that two nights ago,
2: a man called Bob.
0: Well, was- that's a taste of Torchwood: The Deadline, and it's an audio book. It's made from the um, it's an audio book from the derived from the radio series that was created for BBC Radio. Uh, as I said, written by Phil Ford, and it deals with uh, people falling into coma like trances, as you heard there, and it's triggered by phone calls and Torchwood is investigating that. And, um, well, that could be your selection. You can choose anything you like. Again, to download your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com slash BritishSciFi, no hyphen in that, to get your free selection, choose whatever you like, and enjoy.
4: And uh, just to mention that uh, you met, uh, Phil Ford, um, he, he's written quite a few of the Sarah Jane adventures. Uh, he wrote mm-hmm. uh, "Touch with Something Borrowed," and in Doctor Two, uh, co-wrote "Waters of Mars" with Russell T. Date De- De- Russell T. Davis. I think Russell T. Davis uh, did quite a bit of a rewrite on that one, and he did Dreamland as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, so he's had he has quite a bit of history there. Uh, speaking of Russell T. Davies, we should make a mention. Since we're reviewing Bloodline, I've, I failed to mention. I usually try to uh, head off the review, you know, giving you who who it was written by and who it was directed by. This is a uh, this was written by Russell T. Davies and Jane Espenson, who's a uh, who's one of the executive uh, producers of the series. And it's a story by Russell T. Davies, and it's written. It's directed by Billy Gearhart, who has uh, directed. Other episodes, at least one other episode of Tortured Miracle Day, maybe episode four, if um, if I remember correctly, perhaps um, three as well. I'm not sure, but he, he has directed before. I, I'll echo what Dave had said earlier. I think this is a, a good episode. It kind of picks up. Well, obviously, it has to pick up after last episode, The Gathering, and um, it carries that momentum forward. I, I think it's pretty interesting, as I said before, with the the parallel standoffs on on each end of the of the globe. There, we finally get to see what, um, which I didn't catch actually. It it went over my head originally, but rewatching it again, I realized what who we were looking at was Esther's sister and her kids at the funeral mass at the end, because mm-hmm. we seemed that whole. Subplot with Esther's sister and kids seemed to vanish, you know, like somewhere we hadn't heard much from that. I think maybe the last time we heard anything about that might have been episode eight or or six. I can't remember. We know that they survive.
4: Uh, It was uh, the 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 Billy Gearhart episodes two, three, and four. He directed.
0: Okay, so I, I knew he had directed, you
4: know, some of the earlier episodes. Um, and Duckworth has put in text we should read it was two wounds that healed simultaneously on Rex but he said some people have also reported they heard TARDIS groans as the wounds sealed which sounds a bit strange but having gone back to review the section he's not sure about that
0: well the Doctor is mentioned again so are the Silurians so there, there, there was a Doctor Who reference in this episode once again yeah, because Captain Jack, on describing the blessing, said, you know, recall that the doctor had mentioned the Slorians had some sort of folklore about some healing entity or whatever. And Gwen says, you really don't know what it's what the blessing is. And he says, no. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: perhaps we, we could play the second clip while Davros decides whether to come in the queue or not. Okay.
1: We're dead! Don't oh, forget it, we're dead! We've lost radio contact. The link with the army just cut dead.
4: Sir, that's
3: Rex and Esther. Somebody betrayed us. All right, Miller, run that trace. Any look? Almost.
1: I hope you catch that traitor. Oh, hey, Sandra, I think Mr. Shapiro wanted to see you. you wanted to see me, sir?
2: No, what for? I don't know. That analyst said. Charlotte? get down there there stairs you can't keep doing this they're gonna Shut find us of all the bastards to bring on a mission you condemn me you category one these men with your bare hands
1: your voice he's got a point
2: we're just like bandits
1: we're just on the perimeter you jack how the hell are we meant to get deep inside
4: i brought you a message gwen sends
1: a love you got till the end of the shift and then we're moving this lot but they're still alive and you're gonna burn them you're about to meet the creator it's that soldier he's with Oswald Captain Jack Harkness
2: at last no 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 this isn't about Jack no, man. it seems like you've been planning some kind of an explosion but I'd love to make sure you're
3: still inside I'd say advantage families say hello to your friends what's that supposed to mean
2: It means us
1: Rex oh my god Anesta I- I'm here
2: it wants me. Mortal blood. And the only one in the whole world.
1: What are we looking at? The blessing? Is it the rock or is it the edge? What?
2: It's the gap in between. It's alive. What is it? The doctor used to say there's Silurian mythology, human particles, Rachnos energy. Uh, an
3: expansion of their hibernation matrix, maybe. You don't bloody know, do you? No, no.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's been here since the Earth began. Could be.
1: Yeah, oh, it has. I can feel it. We're so used to these things being extraterrestrial, but this might be the most terrestrial thing of them all.
4: <laughs> Speak yeah, of the clip. got a few references there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, we still don't know
0: why... Human, why um mortal blood is being is attracted what's that magnetism why is it being why is no, it no, being no, drawn I all, to all,
4: i think all blood's attracted to it the point but, but, is but, but the um that
0: guy that with the morgan freeman voice said was surprised when rex cut his finger and the blood flowed into it he says you're nothing special why you know he was all oh, right you're he true. was shocked by yeah. that so I don't know what what was causing what's that magnetism about, and why? Just because uh, I, the the blessing reversed everything. So
4: well, the the other, the other thing is, of course, that one of the things that Captain Jack says I don't think it was in that clip, but when they fed it Cap, the file of Captain Jack's blood in the first place, uh, he, he said something like, "You hurt it."
0: Yeah, and um, he, he said and, you, you, he th- it felt that it was attacking. It, the, the blessing was like a gift to uh, right. to, to prevent, um, you know, I guess, from being attacked. You know, and this is all... But the point... I'm sorry, go ahead. But I mean, this is just Captain Jack speculating on what, you know, what it was, because he doesn't even know
4: himself what it is. Yeah, but the point is, what I'm trying to make is that possibly that blood was attracted because the, the Rift wanted that special blood to heal itself because if they'd hurt it they'd hurt, the first Captain Jack's blood was the first blood that was immortal blood that that caused it the pain, but now Captain Jack's blood was mortal and that would then reverse the effect so it was attracting, it must have been sucking that blood in as knowing it needed that blood to heal itself and in, in that process, you know it flicked the switch as it were it, it wasn't all there on screen. You certainly, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't think everybody will have grasped all all the ins and outs of it on, on one viewing. Maybe Davros has, but perhaps he's a smarter man than I am.
0: Well, speaking of Davros, Davros is one of the people that are in the queue right now, Davros 1179. So let's get Davros on board and then we'll have some final things to say about it and we'll have some more clips. So uh, let's first hear from Davros, though. Welcome back to the show. Hello, Davros. Hello. How, How are you?
3: Oh, I'm I'm good since the last hour or so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, D- Davros had called into Doctor Who as well. You we had recorded that earlier today. Double double dose of Davros today. Double your Davros, double your fun. It doesn't run. You, go, you but. can
3: never get enough Davros. <laughs> Absolutely not.
0: Just ask Too
4: Davros. <laughs> Oh, make sense of it for
3: us. Uh, I'd love to, but I can't. Uh, that's actually why um, I wasn't. I, I called in just because it's it's easier for me on my uh, cell phone while I'm moving around the house to listen to the show. Oh, sure. and I wasn't sure if I wanted to chime in because I I, I I don't I don't like being negative. But this like last week, you know, I was I felt pretty positive about the episode. It kind of kind of smacked to me of Torchwood of old a little bit and stuff and. This episode, I think, isolated. It had some good scenes. It had some good acting. But as a Torchwood story, as a Torchwood wrap-up, I was just incredibly disappointed by the whole thing. And I, just, it, it, I don't know, really, I've, even though episode nine doesn't finalize the show, I liked it a lot better than this one. This just was not a Torchwood ending to me at all.
4: I'm kind well, of so- which ending do you mean? Because it had two endings, really, didn't it? It had the, the, the solution to the problem and then the the little tale piece story at the end, I mean, which was the one that upset you most
3: i, I and the uh, the actual ending of the of the, the whole blessing of the miracle day thing is is what I'm referring to we We still don't get um, an explanation really of of per se what we're looking at with that what the actual blessing is they They make it very clear that they don't really know what it is uh you know Jack. And Gwen have their little joke where he's, you know, commenting certain things. and in the end, says he doesn't have any idea. Which, you know, we we still don't know. We we really we don't get a lot of a, a lot of closure with it. And usually, uh, and, you know, in Torchwood of old, most of the time everything is pretty well explained in an RTD story. Of uh, by the end, it's uh, most of the questions are answered in a Torchwood environment. And this just it just wasn't there for me.
0: Yeah, I I wasn't satisfied with the explanation of, of it as well. That, that was my problem. I'm kind of surprised they didn't use last week, because I thought last week was very good, too. And I think last week's was written by John Fay. And um, I'm surprised, since this sort of is a immediate conti- an, an immediate continuation of that story, that they didn't continue, I mean, even if Russell T. Davies worked with him, uh, continue using John Fay and... Um, you know, and and continue that momentum from last week's um, story.
3: Yeah, it would have been great to see. I mean, it's um, like I said, last week's episode. Kind of, you know, there was a lot of action in it, uh, a lot of bouncing around. It, it it had more of a Torchwood feel to me, the kind of chasing into the scene kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Let's bust into this place that's potentially dangerous, but we got to know what it is. Kind of feeling, and then this episode, all the to me, all those elements were just gone. All like the the basic constituents that make Torchwood. Torchwood to me were just were not there. And it was just really a big letdown.
0: Yeah, this really wasn't an episode onto itself. I mean, you can probably say that to any with any episode of Torchwood Miracle Day, but it's, it's more so than ever. This was the climax of the entire 10 episodes, so it, it seemed like it, most of it just dealt with the standoff, you know. It, it seemed to me that most of it, uh, the majority of the episode was that, uh, at least it felt that way, that, you know, of, of that standoff scene.
4: Well, a lot happened. I mean, we, we haven't even mentioned that um, uh, Oswald Danes, of course, he, he, he went ahead because one of the things that Jack had promised him was death because that was something that Oswald Danes had seemed to want. He wanted... Um, death because he knew in some ways that was a bit strange because one, as far as I understand it, we've given his perverse lifestyle. The reason why Oswald Danes wanted to die was because there was no joy in the world because he couldn't kill anybody because everybody was immortal.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: But presumably once that reversed effect had happened, then if he could escape from the clutches of the CIA, he could be back to his old tricks, couldn't he? In a sense. But... Um, he did at least leave the, the service, and of course he took with him um, that senior family member, that um, the woman that was there at the uh, the head, the one that had been talking to Jilly Cousineau before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's an awful lot that happened. I think maybe, uh, well, I don't want to put words in Davos' mouth, but I mean, do you think it was the the fact that they were trying to both complete the story yet leave it open ended? Do you think that caused them? Well, at least with Children and Earth, I think it was so successful because it was written saying we know we're effectively finishing the series with this, and therefore they didn't have to compromise at the end. Here, you feel as though there've been compromises uh, made to ensure, that, you know, an opening should things turn out differently.
3: Uh, I, th- I think uh, in, in, a, in a whole, you, you definitely get the feeling towards the end, especially. After the funeral, and you know, Rex, Rex comes back potentially the same way that Jack can come back as an immortal, and things like that. You, you definitely feel like, it, at least to me, the feeling I get is that we they tried to end a story, but then oh wait, we've got to open some windows for another series, so we're going to tack this on the end, and it seemed really rushed. But it, it, it almost had a feel to me like that, in in a way, almost could have could have started off. A different episode entirely. Like you know, finish the Miracle Day thing, finish the blessing, and this is what this is what the Torchwood team is now. Rex is like this, and this is like that, and it, it just it seemed kind of really rushed at the end in in that sense to me.
4: Yes, they didn't really need to reveal that. I mean, they could have ended, and then any future one could have either done what I said, where all right, Rex was cured, but you don't know whether that was the morphic field in one last you know, generous sweep, but perhaps saving him and Esther, maybe, and then any future series could be, you know, one year later, and the world's just recovering, you know, all those people, you know, the the world had got back to some sort of normality. Maybe the CIA had chucked a load of money at Torchwood. You know, everything's hunky-dory, and uh, Rex gets, um, you know, a phone call from... uh, the brigadier in um, looking at Yeti somewhere, and uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, anything's
0: possible. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. I don't know where they're going with Torchwood. You know, as far as um, you know, is this a premise for what's going to come in the future? Or I'm I'm assuming there's no hard deals made with stars, or if there's going to be. I guess they wanted to see how this one does, and I don't know how. You know, I I'm not. I haven't been following the ratings. I don't know how well it's been doing. Or whether or not Stars is going to feel you know they want to go forward with another series, or will Russell T. Davies have to sell us to another network, or is Russell T Davies still interested in doing more
4: yeah or indeed, I suppose that you could argue that because they 've they've, they've sort of left so many things open they 've actually slightly spoiled it because I mean they could say well if if the, UK, if the BBC decides actually that torch would did rather well, we want it back well, we can have Captain Jack lead the team. And if the, the the stars people say, well, it was good, but it's still too mid-Atlantic. We would rather have it be more of a homegrown American thing, you know, where we can they, they the can Americans do it with Rex. can do it with Rex.
0: You can have two touchwoods <laughs> Yeah,
4: anything's possible. I for but
3: CSI.
0: Yeah, but Dave, as Indeed. far as you were saying with um, Danes, Oswald Danes' character, I think, uh, the, I think he felt the character felt that if. Mort- if mortality was restored, you know, if um, the Miracle Day ended and um, he would be facing the execution table again. So he figured that he probably had no way, no future anyway. That was my assumption.
4: Right. And the other thing we haven't talked about is there's quite a lot of red herrings in there, isn't they? I mean, um, you know, the, the Oswald Danes talking about uh, we are angels. I mean, he was just grasping at straws to keep the limelight, uh, but they compounded that with us are got us on board with that because Captain Jack's lover from the uh, the past was called Angelo and I remember m- making a connection there uh, whether the, bl- the blood well we had this confusion about the blood it was basically what in the UK we called in economy a double dip recession because it was, it started well dipped, peaked again at episode 7 then dipped and alright you could argue that episode 9 was probably better than 10 but um all in all, I'm glad the series was... Let, let, me, let me sum up what I think. Uh, I, I'm glad the series was made. I think it was worthwhile making it.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I still feel as though we've got the integrity of Captain Jack and um, Gwen Cooper to still build around. Uh, Reese uh, has come on um, very strongly. Uh, and even if he's not incorporated into any future Torchwood, he's shown that on uh, he could certainly be a guest star on occasional stories. Uh, Rhys's uh, her mother, now her, her father's dead, can presumably be the sort of basic childminder uh, uh, for this baby to allow um, Gwen. Uh, Gwen to carry on, you know, with Torchwood. We've got PC Andy sort of uh, semi on board now. He's probably going to become a, a plainclothes policeman at Leicester, at least in their liaison. Um, I'd love to think that Esther wasn't really dead and that she was just hiding from the CIA and that's one of the reasons why her sister and young family were there to the funeral, because afterwards they're going to say, we've got a secret to tell you, your sister's alive and well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we haven't, I'm pretty sure, and I think it would be a cheat if um, the uh, Helen... Alan Shapiro character had survived that bomb, I think that's, he's got to have died, and of course the um, the young interpreter, the Japanese lady that they had there, who's looked as though she was being cultivated as another member maybe uh, she obviously died in that and uh, all in all I think this, it can, it could be revived, it could come back but I think they probably have to switch the uh, format up again Whether. Switching the format every time a new series comes out is good for the series in the long run. I don't know. Davros, any final
0: thoughts? Do we have to give a Weevil rating? uh,
3: Well, uh, unfortunately, I'd maybe give it a three out of five at best. I'm I'm glad that the story finally has closure. Uh, I'm glad that, that Jack survived uh, the ending there to, to, you know, the the build-up where, where, say, you know, it'll, if you do this, it's going to kill you kind of thing, and he survives through that anyway, and that's good because, you know, Tor- Jack is Torchwood, so I was glad to see that. That gives it a three for me because I didn't like the way the story ended and how it turned out. That's kind of what drives it down to a three.
4: Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Davros. Thank you. Duckworth has put in... Um, uh th- 3.9 million overnight ratings for episode 10 stars uh 0.95 million and i just happened to ha- oh and the AI-, ai score for episode 10 was 85 was it uh, looking at the Doctor Who dot News dot net newsnet uh, they've got the sort of figures uh, uh just for an idea the new world the first mm-hmm. episode got one and a half million on stars uh, over six and a half million in the UK, final figures that is uh, by the end of it stars was down to obviously just under a million, so it dropped 50%, uh, the UK one dropped um, well a million at least from uh, the, the the latest ones, so the last two are not in so unless um, unless that, well that figure that's three and a half billion is not a final figure so it's probably dropped one and a half million in the UK so not entirely bad but it's, it's not healthy it's the sort of thing that was happening to the um, outsiders wasn't it here in the UK so not a resounding success by anyone by any means I've got a feeling that Torchwood could it be arrested is Captain Jack, uh, John Barrowman young enough to come back to the role in five years time because it's established isn't it that um, Captain Jack doesn't age still ages no he ages well he still otherwise he wouldn't become the face of Bo
0: uh, you, well yeah that, that, that's still kind of up for debate too but yeah it's you know even in, like that clip we just showed from we not showed but we played for uh, the bloodline not the bloodline the deadline you know the, the, um, it's established that he he, he remains young he, you know he's lived all this year all these years and he doesn't seem to age though John Bowerman is obviously aging you can even see that in his face in this series you can see that his face isn't as full if that makes sense you know um, as, as it was maybe earlier on you, you can see like John Bowerman's aged a little bit you know not that he's looking bad but I'm just saying that you can see a little bit there okay. uh,
4: Do you want to play the final clip and then that might just... We're going to play the final
0: clip and then we'll give our last hurrahs to it.
1: Hurrah!
2: (laughs) We fed it the blood of an immortal.
1: So the system changed its setting.
2: I think you heard it. It was being attacked, so it took the blood pattern and made it a gift.
1: The families have just been waiting. Now we can step in to control the banks.
2: The banks control government. Government controls people.
1: That sounds like salvation.
2: But before you launched this
3: brave new world, you
2: had to deal with one more thing. Yeah? Me.
1: So as soon as the miracle happened, you sent the Torchwood email.
2: His blood endangers the plan. I've got the only
3: mortal blood on the planet. And if it gets into the
2: blessing, life switches back. You did very well. Almost worked it out. But all that spare blood of yours went up in flames when i've got jack's blood
1: flowing through my veins it's inside me
2: what oh my god you'll both die gentlemen
1: nothing's gonna stop me i think this might
2: No! Esther. what do i do
1: i'll tell you what you do rex you carry on keep going back to the plan
2: i'm so sorry don't do it
1: And that's what I did. I brought death back to the world.
2: Lucky she got a full service.
3: There's ten funerals every hour these days. What about you two, this Torchwood
2: team? You reunited or what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Anything wrong? No, it's about Noah. His last job was to look for that leak. What is it? What it say? Charlie! so sorry he's dead (coughs) what 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 that's impossible you world war ii what the hell did you do to me Uh, yeah that's
4: up for me yeah uh, thank you. Uh, there was an awful lot of explanation there, since they've been very cagey. But it, of course, it was Noah that was on the CIA. So, uh, as you quite rightly say, the the chap at the other end was the the one we heard as the voice. Um, not picked his name out of this list here because um, I can't remember them saying his name during the course of it. But the um, the chap that shot Esther. Is, one it, of the could it, be, is it Captain hired.
0: Santos? Maybe. I don't
4: know. No, no, no. That was the that was the the, the leader of the. Um, the ones in the when the truck was blown up. Oh, was
0: like a, the cousin maybe Chris Butler. I don't
4: know. Right, uh, yeah,
0: it might be yeah, but anyway yeah. But I have to say that the it, casting it, through the whole series was excellent. I, I think um, John Delancey did an excellent job. Uh, uh, the um, oh my god, I, I can't recall the actress's name that did, who played Vera. They they're all excellent um, casting. Even you know Bill Pullman, we've been saying throughout the our series of reviews, surprised us all, and I think he did an excellent job with this character. Uh, and, and I guess it's Frances Fisher who plays the mother. Is, is I guess that's the female character that um, mm-hmm. speaks with um, Kiss- Kissinger, if, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know.
4: Right. Uh, I'm just looking. I'm just slightly distracted because I'm looking for the name of the actress who played Vera.
0: Um, we have to go back. To. I uh, know that's. Overall, I, I think the you know, going back to speaking of the series as a whole, again, I, I think they could have done it in less episodes. I think maybe six episodes for this story. If not, you know, if they were going to do it um, as an expanded series, maybe we should have had some other. Uh, I don't, it just seemed to, um, I, and I don't, I don't want to repeat myself, but it did seem to drag on a little bit in the beginning and then it picked up. It wasn't the same as Children of Earth. I, I think there were some episodes, especially, I don't mean to, I don't know, dwell on it is what I guess what I'm getting on, uh, is I think John Faye did a good job with the last episode. I think that had, out of all the episodes, that had the closest feel to Children of Earth for me. And um, I think this particular episode, I'm going to give it maybe, probably I'll give it four out of five, only because it is it does wrap up the whole series and it brings closure to Miracle Day. Uh, obviously, I, I don't think it could stand on its own without, you know, the episodes
4: preceding it. Right. Uh, Arlene Tour, it was, that played Vera. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with you. Four, uh, four out of five. Uh, and I, I should just say, the Children of Earth had set such a h- absolutely high standard. Uh, I mean, they were on a hiding to nothing to try and get up to that standard. I don't, I don't think anybody... I mean, one of the—I think most of the people who didn't want them to do any more Torchwood was not because they didn't like Torchwood; they just didn't feel as though they could they could be that, that high uh, standard. So they were always going to be on a hiding for nothing. Uh, and I should just read out: Cybob was put in four four weevils out five from then as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, obviously, if you're listening, you probably heard you probably seen the series already. So I, I'm not going to. I've been saying to other people, maybe on Doctor Who that if you had stopped watching Tortured Miracle Day, maybe uh, you might want to pick it up and rewatch again and give it another chance and I, I, again, I think what just what Dave just said that you doesn 't meet the bar that was set with children of earth but and and I th- and I think it did go on too long for this one story, but it 's overall looking back on it in hindsight, it was worthwhile doing it just um, might have been done differently in hindsight.
4: Yeah, I mean, if this, if this comes out, on a, if you gave up on it, and you're probably not listening to this episode if you did, but, um, you know, if it comes out on DVD in the States for $20, 10 episodes for $20, then it would be worth buying, I would think.
0: Yeah, well, especially at that price.
4: <laughs> All
0: right. Well, I think that's going to wrap things up, uh, Dave, unless you have any other final things to say.
4: No, uh, good. I enjoyed it. Um, 10 episodes uh, next time, guys. Go back to either episodic storyline, creature of the week. I'll, I'll make it a, a much tighter performance, but uh, I'd, I'd still love to see more Captain Jack. Still love to see more Gwen Cooper. Mm-hmm. Same here, uh, and Rex as well. I think. I mean, I think the, if if they can if they can work some niggles out, it's certainly probably better than seventy percent of some of the stuff that's on TV. Yeah. All right. Well, and will I know they
0: I know Cultum Collective did a mid-series review of Torchwood Miracle Day. Will they will Cult will Cultum be doing a complete series? Yeah, I I just
4: going I've just, just going to pass that by Ian because uh, okay. He's not that as keen as I am, but um, we did say we probably would do. We did a mid-season one. It's just a question question whether we can get it in between the end of Doctor Who and the start of the Sarah Jane Adventures. All
0: right. Okay. Well, you can tune into the Cultum Collectives on Sundays at 2 p.m. Dave and Ian in Bissett, also known as the Sixth Doctor, on 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 Twitter and elsewhere. So you can check that out. And, Dave, you can give the call ID for that.
4: That's uh, 54821. But, of course, uh, we're also on iTunes it's, as is uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and as always, uh, make sure to catch Doctor Who Podshock. We just did our live review of the latest Doctor Who episode at this time, which was The God Complex. We recorded it earlier this afternoon. And if you're listening to this episode right now on the feeds, uh, by that time, this should, that episode should have gone out. So you'll be able to find it at podshock.net. And uh, so for all those that have been listening for the last 10 episodes of Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back. We, I don't know if we'll be doing uh, live shows again. Well, well we may. But uh, probably the next one might be a studio episode. And um, hopefully that won't be too long. I know sometimes the gaps are a little long with Hitchhiker's Guide. Hopefully maybe this will get our momentum going and we'll keep coming back on a regular basis. Okay. All right, Dave. Well, thank you, Dave, once again, and really appreciate you being here every episode. So you have an excellent track record. And (laughs) once again, thank you. It's a pleasure. All right. So until next time, cheers, everyone. All right. Thanks for l- listening to Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi. You can send feedback to feedback at Hitchhiker's to British Sci-Fi dot com. To support this podcast, please visit arttrap.com and click on the donate button. It's the only way we can bring you this show. Also, visit the shop there too for your Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci Fi swag, including shirts, trinkets, and other assorted items with the show's logo.